Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 5, Yoga of Renunciation, Karma Sannyasi Yoga. And we have come to the conclusion of the chapter 5. So let's see what we have learned so far in the chapter. First thing we have heard is Arjuna asking questions saying, which one is better? Is Sannyasa or Yoga? Because you seem to be prescribing both. And Bhagavan said that both are equal. Both lead to the same goal. However, Karma Yoga, Vishishyate, is better for you. At our level of understanding, in our level of our vasanas and desires and aspirations, Karma Yoga is prescribed. What he said, but do not consider both to be different from each other. Wherever a yogi reaches, sannyasi reaches the same goal, because the goal is same for each seeker. No matter what the method is, but my final destination is the same. What is that? Sukham akshayam. I want unbroken happiness. That's the goal. Why are you doing all of that? Because I want to be happy. Why are you not doing any of that? Because I want to be happy. don't want to be sorrowful. So the goal is same. They seem two completely different paths. One is sannyas, renouncing. One is engaging into actions. But once it both reaches the same. But karma yoga is good for you because one who is not a yogi, one is not a yuktaha, in other words, one who is not the master of how to perform actions, he cannot renounce anything. So to renounce something, first you have to achieve something. So what you have to achieve first is the art of actions. You have to master your ability to act in this world so the world does not make you unhappy. So that's the karma yoga. Both to achieve that level of equanimity you can only renounce something which you develop some detachment. The things we donate to goodwill at the end of the year, which things do you really give up to goodwill? Something you found no use for yourself. Sometimes I'm trying to... I mean, I say, what are you giving away? Oh, no, we can still use it. Put it back. As long as I find a use for that, I cannot develop detachment. Sometimes even we don't find use now, we think maybe sometime in the future I may use it. All remote controls, I still can throw them away. Maybe someday we may use it. 
As long as I think there is a use, either now or in future, there is no detachment. So sannyasi, I cannot become a sannyasi till I master the art of karma yoga, which is karma falatyagam. Till I master the art of giving up all anxiety for the fruits of actions, I just cannot renounce anything. So Bhagavan said, you go ahead and perform karma yoga. That's better for you. Because for one who is not yuktaha, one who has not mastered the art of karma phala, sannyasa is very painful, dukkha. So therefore, do not try to be sannyasi. Till you give up all your desires for the karma phala. And once you master the art of acting, you say, what is the art of acting? Is Brahmani adhaya karmani. All actions placed to Brahman. I am not doing anything, but he enables me to do all the things I do. So Brahmani I place all actions at his feet. You take care of it, good, bad or ugly. Sangam Tyaktva. You have to give up the attachment to those actions. Now our attachment is not to really actions, but the fruits of actions. Why are you working so hard? My retirement. In the next few years, retirement coming. So I have to build a nest egg. That's my karma fala. And when market goes down and I see my 401k going down, and so boy, I have been working so hard. And see what's happening. So Sangam Tektva and the Karma Fala. Sangam Tektva Karotiyaha. Lipyate Nasa Papena. He does not get attached to any negative impressions. We get unhappy because I have expected something. And that did not happen. But if I have not expected anything, there is no question of getting unhappy. Lipyati nasa papena, this negative impressions, padma patra eva mambasa, just as the lotus leaf does not get attached to any water falling on it, water that rolls over it, you act in this world, but not get attached. So that's the yogi's achievement. When you reach that level that nothing affects you, good, bad or ugly, you become a yogi, Bhagavan said. And his technique we have seen is he constantly churn in his mind that I'm not doing anything. Everything that is happening is happening through either my body, my mind, my intellect. And these three are not me. These three are my equipment. Just as my car, just as my, my vacuum cleaner, they are my equipment. These are the hutments for my transaction with this world. When he constantly churns this mind, he becomes equipoised in his mind. And then he sees the world with an equal eye. Because he starts realizing that the self in me is the self in all beings. So he then sees the everybody in an equal manner. Brahmane gavi hastinehe sunicha swapake in the world of animals or human beings, he sees everything in nothing but the manifestation of the same reality. As I said, that does not mean he places the wrong being in a wrong place. But he realizes that there is no inherent difference among ourselves. You know, first thing I realized when I went to Africa is, I can't differentiate people one from another. See, in India we can say, ye to Madrasi hai, ye to Bengali hai, ye to you know, North Indian hai. 
because we are used to of differentiating so i started telling i uh, john okay oh i i thought you were here as a no 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 i was not here as a robert was here i said to me you all of you look same he said neil we have same problem we think all indians are same <laughs> when we have not assigned a particular qualities to people we see them as all equal once we start assigning qualities then we differentiate them then so he is a big guy he is a big shot he is a lowly guy till we have assigned all those we see them all equally yogi who has not assigned those values he sees everything as one so he starts seeing all in one and then he starts realizing that the lord who is manifesting to all the beings he's truly not taking part in any of this what i consider as the differentiations of people the achievement the papa punya he is not taking any part in it he just enables people and things and beings to be who they are according to their own nature as swami ji gives his classic example electricity electricity does not take any part in whether this bulb is functioning or not or it is going through the heater and giving heat so he realizes that the lord does not take part in either papa or punya he also realizes that karma phala sanyogam we constantly think i don't know why in my prarabdha i'm getting this thing my life is so miserable and other people are enjoying life you know looking at the facebook you know every time i open a facebook i shut it down in about 30 seconds because everyone else in the community is doing well except me so this karma phala sanyogam which we think is happening because lord whether he is happy with me or unhappy with me well he is punishing me last few times i had been trying very hard but i'm not getting any project last year was completely different what's happening why he's punishing me because i'm not going to temple these days but what no i'm not doing any of that swabhave vastu pravartate by very nature of things and being they are relating to each other according to their own nature bhagwan does not come and tell me hate that person but i do hate him because why his nature and my nature are not working together therefore i have the hatred he realizes that in this world things and beings are acting according to their own nature and bhagwan just enables them to act according to their own nature if you put the same gas in hande which is probably 1200 cc engine and put it in a ferrari the outcome will be depending on the equipment so bhagwan said that yogi realizes this he clearly sees that bhagwan is not either discriminating or favoring somebody he now starts working on his own self and he starts seeing things in its own light so he starts seeing what is right and what is wrong so he sees same in all things and beings and realizes that all my problem starts with the contact with the world outside as long as i don't get in contact with the other the worldly objects and and beings 
I am not either happy or unhappy. As soon as I get attached to the contact with the world outside, it gives me a pleasure for a while, but then it gives me sorrows. And he starts realizing that everything which was giving me joy at one point of time has the capacity to give me unhappiness. So, dukkha yona yaha, sansparsaja bhogaha. Everything that I am doing gives me pleasure for time being, but then it gives me unhappiness. It has the capacity to give me unhappiness. So then he starts getting detached from those contacts. does not mean that he does not participate. See, attachment is something different than experiencing. I can experience something, but I may not get attached to it. If I'm traveling from here to New Jersey, and I really like New Jersey Turnpike, where there's one straight road, and there are lots of those rest stations. They're all fully equipped. Gas, food, everything. And I always get fascinated by, well, this will be wonderful if you just live here. So I can experience the rest station, but if I get attached to that rest station, I'll never reach New Jersey. So this yogi realizes that. He experiences everything just as you and I are experiencing but never get attached to the one experience. He doesn't want to go over and over again. Just because I like the rest area, I just don't travel to New Jersey Turnpike to experience that. It happens to be on my way when I was going to New York. And I experienced it and enjoyed the experience and move on. But not that keep going back and forth just because I want to experience the rest area. But that's exactly what we do. We forget our destination, we are attached to the context of the world outside. So Bhagavan said, those people will recognize this and never get attached to those outside world, which gives them temporary happiness. So where do they find happiness? Atmarata. They become self-absorbed in their own self. They find happiness within they find the satisfaction within. They find the control within. And they say, Labhante Brahma Nirvanam Rushayaha Chinnadvaidaha Yatatmanaha Sarvabhuta Hiterataha. Right now we have doubt. Where is my happiness? Maybe the perfect retirement will be the happiness. Anil, are you happy? I'm not happy right now, but I'm working very hard to do what? Build my 401k to a point that I'll be completely free when I retire. My happiness lies in retirement. When you retire, you realize that happiness does not lie there. It's somewhere else. So that sansai, where my happiness is, chinna sansaya, he knows the happiness does not lie either here or there. Swamiji used to say that, where do you take vacation? Where you don't live. You don't take vacation in Richmond. He said, whatever, I'm on vacation. What are you doing, Neil? I'm at my home. He said, well, that's not vacation. So, I have to go to Hawaii. Guy in Hawaii, where does he take vacation? He's on vacation all the time. <laughs> he takes vacation in New York City. He said, because we think the happiness is somewhere else other than where I am. If I'm not happy here, I won't be happy there. If my wife and I are constantly quarreling, if I'm a quarreling couple, you think going to vacation is going to change anything? <laughs> more issues, more reasons to quarrel. 
So he realized that the happiness does not lie outside in a vacation in Hawaii. So that sansei is gone, that happiness is outside. Chinna dvaidaha. He also realizes there is no other exist other than my own self. Myself and yourself and his self himself is one and the same. And it's pervading all throughout the universe. And there is no place for anything else to exist. Because if I am omnipresent, where is the place for anything else to exist? Therefore, there is no other exist. When I am absorbed in myself, I am absorbed in the universal self. So nothing, no second exists for him. Yat Atmanaha. He has a control over his self. In a sense, he is identified with his self. Sarva Bhuta Hitera He is engaged in activity. Because we know that he cannot say without activity. Activity is the signature of life. So now what does he do? He gets engaged in the welfare of all the beings. Sarva Bhuta The next verse says, Kama Krodha Vyuktanam. Yatinam yatachetasam abhito brahma nirvanam vartate vidit atmanam. These are basically the qualities he develops. He doesn't have to try this now anymore. We have to control anger. Well, I'm really trying hard to control anger. I'm not getting angry. For the last seven days, I never got angry. I'm counting. Anytime I can lose that. Seven days is my record. But now this person, one who has realized that there is no duality, there is no I in the world, there is only I everywhere. He becomes kama krodha vyoktana. He is without any desire or anger. We know desire and anger are expression of the same emotion at two different times. But once I become one with myself and the eternal self. There is nothing to desire because desire is only for a limited being. A limited ego is seeking things which does not belong to it. That's a desire. I only desire things which I don't have. Then I only desire to retain things which I have because I'm afraid somebody will take it away from me. Protection of your wealth, preservation of your social security. Because I'm afraid it will go away. When I'm not Seeking anything which is outside me, there is no desire. So he's without any desire. Everything that is happening is per my desire. And therefore there is no anger. Things are happening as the nature has designed. And it's perfectly okay with me. And therefore I really don't have any anger about why things are happening. As I said, we don't have any riots when summer becomes winter. We don't riots in the streets out and say, why we have this cold weather outside? Government should do something about it. We know it's the nature which is happening. But we accept it as the act of nature and therefore we are all okay with it. Once I accept everything that is happening in this world, then I'll be fine with it. Yatinam yatachetasam. This is happening because my thinking instrument is equanimous now. All this vikshepa was happening, all these disturbances were happening was in my thinking instrument, chitta. That thinking instrument was creating a good world outside, the bad world outside, good people, bad people. 
But once that thing instrument is equanimous, all these things go away. So, yatinam yatachetasam abhitaha brahma nirvanam. Bhita, at least in Gujarati. What is Bhita in Gujarati? Wall. Wall. Abhitaha, he does not have any wall around him. No limitations. He is free on all sides. He does not have any boundaries. That's why the doctors without boundaries. I think it was a Facebook or Twitter says, friends without boundaries or something like that. We don't know boundaries. That's why internet is becoming so prolific. Because it has erased all those boundaries. Now, that's what we are all seeking. Bhagavan said, the one who has become one with his self, become <laughs> abhitaha. No boundaries, no walls around him. Anywhere. So he's free from all sides. Brahma nirvanam vartate vididatmanaha. Such a person is considered a realized self. People used to ask Swamiji all the time, Swamiji, are you realized? Swamiji says, your question is wrong. Because any answer I'll give you will put you in more doubts. If Swamiji says, that if I say I'm realized, you'll say, well, Swamiji is a big ego. <laughs> he thinks that. And he says, if I tell you that no, I'm not realized, then say, why am I wasting my time? <laughs> self-realized person, he himself knows he's self-realized by if he's free from all sides. Abhita Brahma Nirvanam, completely free, no limitations, no caste, no creed, no race, no religion, he's free. So, Abhita Brahma Nirvanam, Vartate Viditatmana, such a person is considered self-realized person. And then the next three verses, the concluding verses to have saying, are actually the introduction to chapter 6. Is introduction to Dhyana Yoga, the meditation. We have heard this term before and in many different contexts. But here the Krishna comes and gives you actual techniques. People ask me all the time, say, well, where do I find books on meditation? Krishna himself taught meditation, just learn from him. If you really want to learn from him. And as Swamiji says that in the Sanskrit literature, the chapter always ends with the introduction to the next chapter. So, all these TV serials people, they didn't really invent anything. Scenes from the next week's episode, they didn't learn from anything. We had it from last 5,000 years. Verses which gives you a brief thumbnail sketch on what we'll be discussing in the next chapter in detail. So, describe the path of meditation and techniques of meditation. So they said, Sparsan Krutva Bahihi Bahyan. So how to meditate? When you sit down for meditation, keep all the external contacts outside of you. In other words, no contacts with the world outside. By your senses, by your ears, eyes, tongue, I can be eating laddu and doing meditation at the same time. I also can be watching TV and watch and doing meditation all that time. I also can be having this, you know, iPod, stick to my ears and listen to music and doing. Sparsan krita bahi bahir. All the contacts leave them outside. That's the first requirement. You know. Chaksuhucha eva antare bruva. Now people read a lot into this thing, you know, all these techniques. 
They are actually the most simple techniques. Meditation is the most simple thing you can do. The very goal of meditation is simply to reduce the activity of your mind. We have seen that what creates the vikshepa in my mind? The thinking entity. Constantly going into different directions and finding new hypothesis of how to get happiness. So it says, shut that down. How are you going to shut that down? First, shut your contacts with the world outside. No listening to music, no watching TV, no eating chewing gum. Sit down quietly with no contacts with the world outside. And they say, Chaksucha eva antarebro, focus your gaze between the two eyebrows. It says, Chaksuho, means eyes. So people try to think it must be eyes. And Swami used to make joke about that. All that will do will make you cross-eyed. You know? so if you try to focus your two eyes between your eyebrows, all it will do for you is it will make you cross-eyed. But basically it says to focus your gaze. When you close your eyes, you are still gazing. That gaze should be focused between your two eyebrows. Swami says you are uplifting your gaze and that uplifts your mind. Very gently closing your eyes, sitting down in a position which is most comfortable. So you are, if you are uncomfortable, mind is going to go there. Whatever is the most comfortable position, so no matter what somebody tells you that only Padmasana, if you do the meditation is good, or Ardha Padmasana is okay, but Sukhasana is accepted. Anything which is really comfortable for you, is what really you want because you don't want to get distracted by the pain in your leg. I no more sit on the floor because my leg will be hurting. And I really don't want to have my leg hurt and then have another problems there. So I might as well find a place where it's most comfortable for me. Keep all the contacts outside. Fix your gaze between your two eyebrows and your forehead. You're basically uplifting your mind towards the higher goal. Prana, pano, samokrutva, nasya, bhyantarachārino. Between the two nostrils, the breath which is taking place. We are not aware of it all the time, but obviously the breathing is taking place every moment of our life. But we have also seen that the breathing changes as my mood changes. As we have seen, when angry, it's a fast breathing, all excited, you know. So he said, make this breathing equal in your nostrils. So people say, I really need to have a lot of these tactics and techniques to learn how to do it. It's as simple as when this thing is equanimous that I'm not even aware of it. It becomes so balanced in my nostril that it is no more disturbing. It no more either exciting my mind or depressing my mind. Because breathing does have a connection with my mood and my mind. So make it equal. In other words, I reach a point that nothing is distracting my mind into creating a new thought. The goal is to create a thoughtless mind. Mind which does not have any thought. The people who do research on meditation, they hook up all this brain activity thing and figure out what activity is at the beta level or an alpha level and then have to go below alpha level. The whole point is that the, if there is a thought, 
the thought is always about something other than you. We don't constantly think about myself. We always think about what am I going to do with that person? What will I do next time? What should I say so that will impress other people? So thought is always about something else. If I know, have no thought, and if I'm still aware of myself, what left is pure awareness. I'm not aware of a thing. I'm not aware of my leg. I'm not aware of my body. I'm not aware of an elephant. I'm not aware, but I'm just aware of myself. And Bhagavan said, that's the goal. So therefore, prana, pano, samokritva, in-going and outgoing breath making equal. Leave all the contacts outside, focus your gaze, and contemplate on yourself. I say, yata indriya, manaha buddhihi, nirmoksha parayanaha, vigat icha bhayakrodaha, yasada mukta evasaha. We are doing meditation because we want to be liberated. We want to be liberated forever and all the time. Yatta Indriya, one who has now controlled his senses by this techniques of meditation. Not only the senses, but the mind and the intellect. The whole entity which is a thinking entity, which is creating this ego, that this is me, the limited being. When that is controlled by moksha parayanaha, because I have this intense desire to liberate myself. And without a desire to liberate yourself, you can't achieve anything. We all know that the people who really win the Wimbledon or the Olympics, the one thing common in all the winners is a burning desire to win that Olympic. You ask people, well, I had been training since I was four years old because I always wanted to win the Olympics. That's the one common thing among all winners. You know. There's no winner who says, well, I really didn't want to win it, but anyway, I thought, let me go down there and I'll try it out. In the end, one who has the most fire in his belly to get that will get it. We are all probably seeking but I said, well, it's okay if liberation comes, maybe great, you know. <laughs> if not, this is not bad. You know? Then Bhagavan said, you have a very little chance, my friend. Moksha parayanaha, one who has a burning desire to liberate from these limitations, who has controlled his mind, intellect, and the senses. He became now vigat icha bhaya krodha. He has no other desire but to liberate himself. He has no fear of anything. And because he has no desire and no fear, there is no anger. He has become freed from all that. Yasada mukta evasaha. Such a person is free all the time. In the last verse he said, So what? Does the person think that all these activities have done of meditation? Who is the enjoyer of this? Bhoktaram, Yagna Tapasam, Sarvalokam, Maheshwaram. All these activities which I am doing in this world, including this meditation and contemplation, 
హూ ఈస్ ద ఎంజోయర్ ఆఫ్ దట్ సర్వలోక మహేశ్వరం ఐఎమ్ ట్రాయింగ్ టు గెయిన్ కాంటాక్ట్ విత్ మై ఓన్ సెల్ఫ్ వన్స్ ఐ రియలైజ్ మై సెల్ఫ్ దట్స్ ఎ ఫుల్ఫిల్మెంట్ ఆఫ్ మై సెల్ఫ్ దట్ ఐ లిబరేట్ ఇన్ మై సెల్ఫ్ దాట్ సెల్ఫ్ ఈజ్ నథింగ్ బట్ ది పార్ట్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ యూనివర్సల్ సెల్ఫ్ దట్ యూనివర్సల్ సెల్ఫ్ ఈజ్ ద లార్డ్ ఆఫ్ ఆల్ బీయింగ్స్ ఈజ్ ద లార్డ్ ఆఫ్ the entire universe so any activity which i am doing right now and will be doing forever and joy is only the sarvaloka maheshwaram the lord of all the being he is the enjoyer all the activities eventually goes to him you know whatever i am doing good bad or ugly he is the treasurer of that he gets all of that so sarvaloka maheshwaram now when we say sarvaloka maheshwaram even a person in a higher position we have tough time approaching him you know when so i'm looking for a job who should i contact well the human resources department and somebody says you will never get anywhere if you just rely on sending your resumes to human resources find somehow to get to that guy who makes the decision who is that how do i get there he is at the higher level i can't even reach there he said don't worry just pick up a phone and call him up and maybe he will pick up the phone you know so typically we are afraid that as the person is in a higher position it's very difficult to attain that's why we think that god is so difficult to attain because he is the god of all beings and i'm just a low creature how can i attain god bhagwan said there's a big difference is even though he's a sarvaloka maheshram he's the lord of all beings he is the beings and therefore is suhrudam sarvabhutanam he is the friend of all beings he doesn't say he is the father of all beings the mother of all beings no relationship is as close as a friend friend is a person where i can say you know i'm thinking about really doing this prank on this guy and the guy will you know neil that's not a right thing to do but i thought i'm bent on doing it are you with me or not and the guys my friend will say i think neil you are wrong but i am with you that's a friend you can go to your father and say i'm doing this <laughs> or mom and say mom i think i'm going to do that and mom says no wrong but i'm with you no i know you can't do it period you're not going for that party you know that's a relationship with your mom or father or brother or just all the relation which we consider close actually not as close as your friend your friend is with you whether it is right or wrong lord maheshwara is your friend suhridam sarvabhutanam he is the friend of all the beings therefore he lets us do what we like to do whether right or wrong our friend will say neil you will get in trouble if you really want to do that not a right thing to do but you will get in trouble but i said no no but i want to do it then then it's okay then i'll support you i'm with you i'll come with you we will suffer together but you are my friend and you are bent upon doing it i can't say no to you bhagwan does the same thing with us he always support us in all our bad intentions and wrong doings fully knowing that we are going to suffer he also suffers with us and i we also suffer but he is a friend suhrada sarvabhutana 
జ్ఞాత్వామాం శాంతి మృత్యతే ఈ రియలైజ్ పర్సన్ నోయింగ్ దిస్ దట్ లార్డ్ ఈజ్ ది ఫ్రెండ్ ఆఫ్ ఆల్ ద బీయింగ్స్ ఆల్వేస్ విత్ దెమ్ విల్ ఆల్వేస్ విత్ మే హీ ఫైండ్ దట్ ఇటర్నల్ పీస్ and that's where we end at chapter 5 om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramaya sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag bhave om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om